Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. Welcome back. It's it's, it's been a mile. It's been a it's been quite some time, guys. Um, uh, yeah, last time y'all saw me, I was uh, busy making the Super Bowl predictions, and it's been already a couple weeks without uh, without football. I mean, right now is the the scouting combine, so. So, so yeah, I, I'll be talking a little bit about that in this in this episode. But this is mostly going to be a basketball-related uh, uh, video because that's that's all I've been really watching the NBA. And uh, I, I know, and I know, spring training has also uh, started and everything. But I, I haven't watched any baseball, guys. I don't. I, I'm gonna wait till April till the season actually begins. Whatever spring training game, you know, I'll tap into whatever. But right now. Um, I have a couple things to to get into. I mean, I have to talk about the Super Bowl, right? I haven't. Uh, I mean, if, I mean, come on now. This is uh, kind of old news already. But if you don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Um, let me just share my screen just to show y'all what to recap. What what happened? Was it the Chiefs? They they won the game. What happened? How do they win the game? What what what's going on? Elaborate. So um we're gonna be doing just that. So um wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, there we go. All right, it's okay. So let me go to scores real quick. Super Bowl. And yeah. So as you can see here, the Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. Um with the Kansas City Chiefs taking the W 25 to 22 in overtime um, to win this game. Um, this was a boring game to start because in the first quarter, there was no scores. Um, then in the second quarter, the 49ers got a touchdown, started the offense. Um, they started uh, cooking a little bit, and then the Chiefs had a, a field goal before the half ended. But then in the third quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs took over, scored another touchdown. The Niners had a couple turnovers in the second half, um, but the Niners also retaliated and put another touchdown on the board in the in the fourth quarter. Um, so yeah, in the fourth quarter and overtime was a pretty interesting game. It was very close to the end, um, but the, for the first three quarters, there wasn't much going on. There was a couple turnovers that San Francisco uh, laid upon. So let me just show you guys the drive summary real quick. So. As you can see, your first quarter, not much, nothing much happened. A fumble, uh, well, a fumble that really much just took over possession, um, and that was from Christian McCaffrey. Out of all people, Christian McCaffrey fumbled the ball. So who would have uh, who would have thought that would have ended there? Um, as you can see here, I mean, there was a field goal by uh, Jake Moody that was a fifty-five yarder, which I believe was uh, is was the longest field goal made in the Super Bowl. Up until I believe Harrison Buckner hit another one a little bit further in the game. So there was another fumble by the Chiefs. I forgot exactly who fumbled it, but it probably says it here. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco, I forgot. He did fumble the football and then turned over the ball there. But again, didn't do much afterwards. And then uh, uh, Jawan Jennings threw a touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey in the second quarter to end things off. Um, then a field goal was made from uh, from Harrison Buckner that it was made to score 10-3. But then the Chiefs got an interception. I forgot who picked it off. Again, um, it's been a little bit of a minute. Uh, Jay Brown was intercepted there um, from there. And then the, the Niners, again, couldn't get much going. I mean, they would the, – the Chiefs would get a couple turnovers, but the, the, but the Niners wouldn't um, – uh, they would not retaliate with scoring any points afterwards. 
eventually Harrison Buckner hit another field goal, 57 yarder this time, which is now the longest field goal made in Super Bowl uh, history. Um, as I said uh, previously earlier, then Mahomes scored a touchdown late in the third quarter to Marcus Valdez-Scanley, so, um, who also was recently cut a couple days ago after scoring a touchdown. And, I mean, had, haven't had the best season, you know, all overall because he was definitely one of those uh, wide receivers that has struggled uh, catching the ball all season long, but at least he had a good moment there catching a touchdown pass um, from Patrick Mahomes. And then starting off the or the, the quarter early in the fourth quarter with a Brock Purdy touchdown to Juwan Innings and then a couple field goals back-to-back, a 24-yarder from Buckner, a 53-yarder from Moody, a 29-yarder from um, from Buckner again, and then we go to overtime. This is where uh, a lot of people want to talk about overtime decisions. So now let me refresh your memory for those who don't know. Um, previously, overtime rules in the playoffs, it was typically the first team, basically, if you score first and you have the ball first, and if you score on your first drive, you win the game. It doesn't matter. The other team does not get another chance to uh to go down the field and try to get a um to get a touchdown or even a field goal if that's all they need to to win. This is a, this is a different case scenario. Now both teams you know what without a doubt they will get at least a one opportunity to get the ball during overtime. Um with the Niners choosing to get the ball first, which ended the drive in a field goal. So they were up by a field goal, but then that means Patrick Mahomes having the football with the last drive, the drive of the season. And eventually, of course, that ended in a uh, 75-yard drive and a three-yard pass to McCole Hardman with the game-winning touchdown with three seconds left in the game. Obviously, didn't really matter the time there because overtime would have continued to go. But with three seconds left in the game, Mahomes clutched up. And once again, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Defending. Now the defending have defended their title and now are back-to-back NFL champions. This is the first time since the 2003 and 2004 New England Patriots, yes, when I was literally a child, literally a baby, um, that a NFL team has repeated back-to-back titles. Um, and, it, and it took a team that has officially solidified themselves as a dynasty. Yes, if you still somehow do not think that the Kansas City Chiefs are not a dynasty, in the NFL right now, I'm I'm gonna have to re- repent you from repent you. What I just made that word up. I'm gonna have to re we. I'm gonna have to just make sure what you are taking is not fluid. Anyways, um, we're gonna have to just go back to a little bit before the game. Um, I mean the anticipation for the game. A lot of people were not excited because, I mean, this was not the the Super Bowl matchup that a lot of people were expecting at first. A lot of people wanted Ravens. A lot of, uh, uh, well, you know, honestly, this, uh, this is, this is fair enough. This is my brother. Um, he drew this. Um, and my, I I was going to get to the point that, again, my point, what I was about to say was that a lot of people didn't want the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl, and here they are. They just won back-to-back titles. But here's one thing I got to say about that, right? Obviously, now a lot of people don't like the Chiefs because now they're too good, because they're a dynasty, because no one can stop them, because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, because 
they have one they have the best head coach in the NFL at the moment because they have the best tight end because Taylor Swift is is is, is oh my goodness she is she's the she's the most powerful woman on planet earth this and that blah 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 right fine you know i get it for all the other 31 teams we always have to end and suffer and for back to back seasons we have to see the same team winning so that formula kind of sucks in that aspect but in the end of the day, if you just love watching football, you love seeing a team that could really – a team that just stands out from any other team that could win a Super Bowl. Because winning a Super Bowl is hard enough as it is. A lot of luck plays a factor. You know, I, I mean, everything – the stars have to align perfectly for you to win a Super Bowl, whether it's luck, whether it's, you know, most majority of players staying healthy, whether it's other things that just, you know, make – Make a title run or a postseason run just, you know, make makes it, you know, stand out. Whatever, you know, whatever highlights a team from winning it and making it all the way at the end and eventually winning the Lombardi trophy at the end. It, it you know, it's a tough task. So for a team, uh, obviously taking 20 years for another team to repeat as champions. I mean, again, I mean, my goodness, I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen a team win back to back seasons in, you know, in in the Super Bowl era. You know, obviously, you know, the Patriots did it way back in the early 2000s. Again, I never got to witness that. So this is history. This is history. We're witnessing a team that, you know, five years ago, they were still uh, just a postseason team. They were just a team that was um, um, – they were just a team that were consistently a playoff contender with Alex Smith. But they would never make it far. Maybe they would win a playoff game at most. Drafted Patrick Mahomes, and I mean, my goodness! Then after after that rookie year, that wasn't really his rookie year. He just had one year, one game as the starter because it was the last game of the season. But then eventually, playing in his first year as a starter, wins MVP, goes all the way to the title game. I mean, guys, like we're talking about Pat. We'll, I'll get to Patrick Mahomes in a second, but we're talking about the Chiefs. They've made it to six straight AFC title games they've made it to three straight Super Bowls like this is this is uh this is new level you know this is easily a team that has taken to the next step there have been they have are officially solidified themselves as a team that stands out from a rest of the from the rest of the crowd you know we like to talk about the bills we like to talk about the 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 Bengals as uh, the Rams, you know, all those teams who've already won Super Bowls or have been close enough, the Cowboys, that somehow every year, you know, because they're America's team, they always are in Super Bowl aspirations. But again, we know that the Cowboys are going to Cowboys every single freaking year. They're going to shit the bed. But anyways, I'm not here to I'm not here to talk about the Cowboys for the most part. But this is a dynasty, guys. This is history. What are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? What are you looking for? Gabriel, don't worry. I, I got you. I got you. Just use this one. Just just use this. Just just use that. Please, please, I am uh I'm doing something here. But anyways, um, yeah. The Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes. What do y'all think he's at? All time already. Patrick Mahomes. I have Patrick Mahomes here, guys. Right here, right here, right here, as you can see. My little uh, where do I put this motherfucker here? Where do I rank this man all time already? He has three Super Bowl titles, two MVPs, 
You know what I mean? Six AFC title game appearances. He's only lost to Tom Brady and Joe Burrow in the playoffs. That sounds like good company to me. You lost to the GOAT in the AFC Championship game in your first year, in your MVP year. Um, and then you lost to Joe Burrow one season. And oh, and you obviously lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl once because their O-line was dog shit. Um, and he had to run for his life to even throw the goddamn football at any given point. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is already a top five quarterback in the NFL of all time. I think he's off officially top five already. Um, no, I do not think he is better than Tom Brady, as a lot of people are already giving, you know, giving him already that that GOAT title. Um, Tom Brady is a different breed. I mean, look, look at this man's resume. If you've never went on Wikipedia or on Google and seen Tom Brady's resume, um, you must do the research for yourself and look at the amount of goddamn accolades this motherfucker has won. Look at this. You see it. All of this. All, all of this, yeah. Look, this is this is the, the this is this is the best it could it could possibly be. This, this my goodness, this is the, the most immaculate, the most immaculate accolades you could possibly think of. And then Patrick Mahomes is just closing in. I mean, three time Super Bowl champion, three time MVP, Super Bowl MVP, two time MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. A six-time Pro Bowler, a two-time NFL passing touchdown leader. You know, there's so much. There's so much time for Mahomes to build this resume, to build his his uh his accolades up. He's not even 30 years old yet. He is not even 30 years old. This man turns 29 this year. He has so many seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs. He has so many opportunities um, to bring more Super Bowl titles in Kansas City and to officially continue this dynasty going. Um, now, this is going to be difficult because, yes, we are now officially seeing that the Chiefs are a dynasty. But for them to keep pushing this, could they be the best football team or like, could they be the best dynasty of all time if they 3 could they officially be the best dynasty in NFL history if they win the Super Bowl next season again? If they three-peat, I might just I might already just put this man top two. I still would have to put him behind Tom Brady because again, those seven rings compared to Mahomes three, it's it's we're still we're still talking we're still talking far, far, far behind from Tom Brady. But everybody else. They're not in Patrick Mahomes' level. I am sorry to say that. Honestly, I'm kind of... Am I even? Am I being a little too harsh? Because I am saying... I mean, there's people saying he's the go already, which, again, I don't think that's the case. He's the second best of all time. I'm still putting top five because I do think we want to give... A, I want to give a little bit of credit to Peyton Manning, to Drew Brees, to Aaron Rodgers. I don't... Like, for me, it's a little too tough for them. But with the accolades, Mahomes just has it all. I think he's already surpassed Aaron Rodgers. But the thing is with Rodgers, he just has probably, he just looks, he, he is just the best football player when it comes to just, like as a pure passer and as an athlete, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a different level breed. I, I, I mean, I don't know. And then, and then Mahomes, you know, we have their Mahomes to be that. 
And then Peyton Manning is just there. Joe Montana, again, like the five Super Bowl rings are, are great and all. Um, or what? He won four or five. I don't know. Let me see how many Joe uh, Joe Montana won. I believe he won like five. Um, again, like you could obviously put him up there as well. Or oh, he's a four-time Super Bowl champion. Um, but anyways, again, we can have our debates on who's the GOAT or who's the top five, who's your top five quarterbacks of all time is. But, man, Patrick Mahomes has already solidified himself before even the age of 30, he's already cemented himself as one of the best of all time. And I mean, this is, this might keep going. Like this is, this is, uh, this is much to be desired. I I mean, there's, again, this season was, was full of uh, trials and tribulations. I mean, the fact that a team that couldn't even catch a damn ball in the regular season ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that just speaks volumes for, for how great this team can light it up at the right moment and the right guy that they have at quarterback. And even their, you know, head coach again, just puts him up, you know, in the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks and the Mount Rushmore of, of, um, of head coaches and stuff. Um, but the whole event, the Super Bowl, the, the whole game was, was pretty fun. I mean, you know, again, it, it got better in the fourth and in overtime for sure. But the first three quarters wasn't much going on throughout the game. Um, so that was the game. So y'all know who won the game. Um, the Super Bowl halftime show. So it was Usher performing the halftime show. And I'll be honest with you, um, I didn't have high expectations. I like, I, I mean, I like Usher. You know what I mean? But I'm, a, I'm a standard, basic, casual fan. So you know, I do know the hit songs, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this might be a good show. You know what I mean? Man, I'm not gonna lie, Usher, uh, he put, a, he put on a show. He put on quite a show. Um, I'm gonna look up the I'm gonna look up the set list um, for the halftime show. But he he performed some hits. He definitely. I mean, I mean, I forgot Usher really do got a bunch of fucking hit songs. I mean, my goodness, he he really just he got a bunch of them, man. So I mean, as you can see here, he he started off with "Cut Up," "You Don't Have to Call," and then "Loving the Club" or "Loving This Club." And then he brought out uh, Alicia Keys to do "If I Ain't Got You," and then "My Boo," which led uh, which. Uh, a bunch of memes were uh, covered after that because uh, apparently how Usher was uh, was uh, was getting a little hands on with Alicia Keys. Uh, you know, we're, we're all assuming Swiss Beats was looking out there wanting to punch a wall after after watching that. But hey, that was just us kind of just starting shit there. And then he did Confessions and then Confessions Part 2. Thank you, Burn. You got it bad. Oh, my God. Turned down for what? Because he brought down... Uh, he brought down um, Ludacris, Lil John to do yeah as well. I think he also brought out Jermaine Dupree, who, who for some reason I thought looked like CeeLo Green. And then um, I, I believe, and he also brought out her because she was performing the guitar as well. She was, you know, playing the guitar as well. Um, yeah, honestly, the halftime show wasn't wasn't bad. Like you know, I, I mean, Usher, forty some years old, still got the moves. Still can dance his ass off. Still can sing his ass off. You know what I mean. That that this man is uh this man's a legend. This man's a legend in the R and B uh, community. And this man's uh you know not 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 much you can say here. Oh wait, I am not even sharing my screen, bro. My shit. I am not even sharing my screen on the. Hold on. Uh, it's still on. Uh, it's still on the. There we go. Yeah. So again, let me show you the set list once again because I was I forgot that I wasn't actually sharing it with y'all right here. So yeah, caught up. You don't have to call. Love in the club. If I ain't got you, my boo. Confessions, confessions part two. Think of you, burn. You got it bad. Oh my god, turned down for what? Yeah. 
Um, wait, let me look at the. Hold on for a second. Let me move the. Oh, we won the game. The Heat won the game. Won the game. That's good. All right. Anyways, um, that was the Super Bowl. Like, whatever, guys. You know, the Super Bowl already happened a couple weeks ago. I kind of don't want to talk about it. It's already kind of history at this point. But anyways, let's talk about uh, the NBA right now. Um, NBA standings. Let's just keep it updated. So in the Eastern Conference, a little bit has changed overall. The Celtics, my goodness, they're still great. Uh, 47 and uh, 12. Um, they're the best team in the NBA with the best record, as you can see. Um, 39 and 20 are the Cleveland Cavaliers at number two. And we got the Bucks at three, 40 and 21. They're cooking up right now. The Knicks, 35 and 25. They've been looking pretty good. Um, well, past couple of weeks, they've looked a little sluggish. But, I mean, before that, they were red hot in January. And in February, they looked pretty good as well. The Sixers um, are slumping a little bit. They haven't looked terrible. But without Joel Embiid, clearly, they're not the same team. So we're definitely falling into the play-in tournament if we just keep losing a bunch of these games. And without Embiid coming back soon enough, it's it's just not looking good. Um, the Magic looking pretty solid right now. They're at number six, 34 and 26. Then the Heat, 33 and 26 at uh, the number seven seed. So right there, dangling at the top of the. Well, now we have 34 wins now that we just beat the Jazz um, right now. So we're going to be tied with the Magic's record at the moment. So that's that. The Pacers, 34 and 27, looking pretty good right now. The Bulls. I mean, hey, they're in the playing tournament. Who knows? I mean, they're they're not looking really good, but hey, I mean, they're 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 just they're hanging by a thread there. The Hawks, same. The Nets aren't being that competitive. Raptors, same thing. The Hornets, dog water. And then, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, you see the Detroit Pistons not last in the standings. You see them at number fourteen. And the Washington Wizards are now officially the worst team in the NBA. Yes, not the Pistons. The team, the same team that lost 28 straight games from the end of October all the way to January. The Detroit Pistons are not the worst team in the NBA. But the Washington Wizards, with an abysmal 9-51 and record, um... And they're currently on a 14-game losing streak. So they're halfway there from catching up to the Pistons' record, losing record. Um, wow. Um, Kyle Kuzma really outdid himself there. He jinxed him. He jinxed his whole season. It, it bit him in the ass. It said, I remember when, uh, when, when the, the Pistons were in that streak. Again, when they were in that 28-game losing streak, and the Wizards did have to in the Wizards did manage to beat the Pistons. He went on Twitter and said, At this point, we don't want to be that team to, to lose to the Pistons. And now they have a worse record than the Detroit Pistons themselves. That is honestly embarrassing. Um, but Jordan Poole has looked like dog water. Um, he is clearly not the guy there. Um, and Kyle Kuzma and everybody else just, you know, might as well just throw them in the garbage right now. You know, good, good players on their own, but my goodness, all together, what yikes, uh, it's, it is ugly. There is pure ugliness from like the, like the Raptors are like the best of the shitty teams in the Eastern conference. 
because of the bottom four teams in, in the East are really bad. Like, I know the Hawks and the Nets are also not that good, but I mean, I could feel they could do some damage. They could, you know, I feel like even in the play in, I mean, there's at least a play in team at the moment, um, especially the Hawks and the Bulls who are the nine and 10 seed. But they could, maybe they could do some damage. I don't know. They could make the playoffs, maybe, maybe make it to the first round at the very least. Who knows? But uh, yeah, the, the, the bottom three, four teams in the East, just they're just terrible. Just terrible. But let's talk about the Western Conference because as as you could see, it is it is pretty it is pretty close. Um the Timberwolves are still number one in the in the West, 42 and 18 record. The Thunder 41 and 18. The Nuggets were also just right there. Um, they're on a five-game winning streak right now. They're 41 and 19. The Clippers are the number four seed. The Clippers have been a little uh, they're still a great team. Um, I do think they might be a threat in the playoffs, I would hope. And the Clippers look like a title team. They look like a they're look they look like a championship contender this year. So I'm hoping they're not frauds and they lose in the second round once again, you know, or lose in the conference finals. I'm hoping they can make it far in the playoffs this year. But the Clippers have looked okay these past couple weeks. But overall, this season, it's been phenomenal. The Suns, they've been cooking up as well. They're number five seed, 35 and 24. The Pelicans, 36, 25. The Kings and the Mavericks, 34 and 25 and 24, 26. Here we are with the Warriors. They're cooking up. 32 and 27. They were at worst, I think, the 13th seed uh, or even the 14th seed at some point. I think they were 13th at worst throughout the whole season. Um, and. Oh, come on, man. Um, and uh, right now, Steph Curry is uh, is better than ever. Steph Curry is better than ever. Um, he is still very good at shooting the basketball. Shocker. Shocker. Um, but no, Steph Curry has clearly, clearly have carried this Golden State Warriors team on his back. Um and and right now they 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 look like it they they look good. They look good. They might be a dark horse, even though they're just a playing team right now. You, you know, like I I'm I'm sorry to admit it, but I, I'm I'm not riding off the Warriors. I, they're not my first option to go with, but right now they're not looking terrible. So I'm gonna have to give the, the Warriors some credit right now to see how how they end their season off. Because right now they're looking pretty good. Lakers also would have to say the same thing. I'm not counting out the Lakers right now. LeBron, did you just see what LeBron did a couple nights ago? Wednesday night, the Clippers. They played against the Lakers at at the at the Crypto Arena at for the home game for the Clippers. Um, the Lakers were down by 19 points in the fourth quarter against the Clippers. You're like, well, yeah, whatever. Lakers, L, Clippers would take the dub in this one. And then LeBron had an absolute heat check in that fourth quarter, scored 19 points in the fourth quarter, and absolutely carried throughout that quarter and put the Lakers back in front and won the game after being down by 19 points in the fourth quarter. They came back and won the game. Um, and that was the biggest deficit, I believe, the Browns had in the for- entering the fourth quarter and then managed to win the game. So, yeah, at the age of 39 years old, LeBron can still take over the third of uh, the fourth quarter and score 19 points and push 
themselves for a win. That was a much needed win for the Lakers. That felt great because they were able to finally get out of a situation. I mean, they were down by 19 points. How much of a better situation they could have went out of winning that game um, after being down by you know a good amount of points entering the fourth quarter and with a team that closes out the games pretty well in the LA Clippers, they're able to manage themselves to do well in that game. Um, also, LeBron James could be making history tonight. Well, I'm not going to say could be because he will be making history tonight. As actually, no, I'll get to that in a second because I'm going to go over the games for today. So I'll get to, I'll get to that point. What I was good about to say in a second, but the Jazz they're at number eleven at twenty seven and thirty three. The Rockets twenty five and thirty four, and then the Grizzlies twenty and forty. The Blazers suck and the Spurs suck. Anyways, so those are the current standings. That's what that's what's going on, right? Um, the games for today. So two games have already ended. So the Hawks. They lost to the Nets today, 114 to 102. And then the Heat, they beat the Jazz 126 to 120. Um, then we got the Blazers and the Grizzlies. We got the Nuggets Lakers game tonight. I'll be watching that one. And then the Rockets and the Suns. Um, now, in this game, Nuggets Lakers, everybody should be tuning in because LeBron James, ladies and gentlemen, the all time scoring leader, LeBron James, he could officially put another milestone in his bag and get 40,000 career points as he's only nine points away, nine points away from getting 40,000 career points. What the hell? 40,000 career points. This man has already scored more points than anybody in the history of the NBA. 40,000 points. Nine, 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 three more threes, and he gets 40,000 points. That doesn't even sound real. 40,000 points, bro. Has anybody scored 40,000 points in 2K? If you have no life, maybe, and all you do all day is play 2K, maybe. There's people out there who are putting up 40,000 points. On a fucking video game because it's at least a little bit more possible than that. Forty thousand points. Hello, forty thousand points. He's gonna have more than forty thousand points when he's done. How many is he gonna have? Forty-one thousand, forty-two thousand. Is he gonna go for fifty thousand if he plays for like another two years? Who knows? Who knows, but LeBron is going to make history once again. He's going to get another record, become the first player ever to get 40,000 career points. That will happen. I think he'll actually get it in the second quarter. So I think in the second quarter, he'll get the nine points done, and then boom, he will officially become the new, the only member of the 40,000-point club. That's insane. 40,000-point club. That's uh. Never thought I would ever have. I never thought I would ever say that. But yes, that that's that's where we are. That is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. LeBron will be making history tonight, so I advise you to watch that game. I, I advise you to watch that Lakers game tonight, as I will be doing that. Um, we got the tomorrow. We have some get matchups to watch. We got the Sixers and the Mavericks. Um, we got the Clippers and the Timberwolves. We got the Warriors, Celtics. We got that one rematch of the twenty twenty two NBA Finals. We got the Pistons and the Magic. We got the Hornets and Raptors. We got the Pacers, Suns. I mean, the Pacers, Spurs. Excuse me, Thunder, Suns, and then we got the Knicks and the Cavaliers. <clears throat> excuse me, Knicks and Cavaliers. 
Um, so those are the games on Sunday. Tomorrow, we got six games on Monday, but we'll get to that, you know, throughout the week. Um, these are some scores from yesterday. The Pistons lose. Surprise, surprise. Blazers win. Okay. Um, Clippers lose. I mean, Clippers, excuse me, Clippers dominate the Wizards. Excuse me. My goodness. My bad. Celtics dominate against the Mavericks. Sixers get a big win against the Hornets, even though the Hornets are, again, dog shit. Um, Bucks get a, a big win against the Bill of the Bills. The Bulls. Um, so, yeah, that's this is the second half of the NBA. You know, the one more month of regular season basketball that we're heading into the playoffs in mid-April. Wow. We're already in March, ladies and gentlemen. We are already in March. Um, I want to quickly give out my thoughts on All-Star Weekend because that happened a couple weeks ago already. Look at the score for All-Star Week. Look at the score. 211 to 186. Two hundred and eleven to a hundred and eighty six. Nobody played defense that night at all. My goodness, this was a game to remember. Um, look, I am a sucker for offense. Love a good three. Love the way that the offense has exploded, you know, in the NBA. Because, my goodness, is offense taking over because of this motherfucker right here, Steph Curry. We know Steph Curry influenced the three. The three. This Everybody is shooting threes. In the NBA, now it's not just about size and, and, and about other things that make you a good basketball player. At this point, if you can't shoot the three, why are you even in the NBA? Oh, you're 7'5"? I don't care. Shoot the three. Just because you're a tall man, that doesn't mean you got to always take it inside the paint. Shoot the goddamn basketball if you're 7'5". I don't give a damn because of Steph Curry. I respect it, though. I respect it. Of course, you know, that that's made the game, you know, change for the better for certain things. But when we get to games where we, we just don't see any competitiveness in the All-Star game, where we're just letting anybody shoot threes, just letting them fly. Like, we're just throwing the ball out there, man. Like, that's all we're doing in the All-Star games. We're just letting people shoot the way it is. And we're just not playing any. We're not, we're not showing any kind of effort. Like, I, did I, I promise you, if somebody had a block in that game, respect. If you actually saw somebody get blocked in this game, because, again, at some point, I kind of just stopped watching the game because, I mean, the Eastern Conference, they completely dominated from start to finish, which also shocked me because the West looked pretty stacked compared to the Eastern Conference. But, hey, you know, the you know Damian Lillard was shooting fucking 300-foot threes. You know, he was making them in, you know. So Damian Lillard, by the way, he won the Kobe Bryant MVP award for, for the All-Star game. Uh, so, congrats, you know, congrats to the Eastern Conference, this and that. But, um, yeah. It's not going to be as entertaining to watch these all-star festivities, at least the all-star game, if this is the type of competitiveness that we're going to be getting. Like, we need a little bit of defense. We, You know, I'm not expecting something insane. I don't want this to become a, a, a defensive battle now. 
I don't want this to become Dennis Rodman coming at you physically bullying you. You know, I don't want bully basketball in, in, in a sense, but I just want a clean block. I want a chase down block by James. LeBron James with a rejection. I want something. I want Giannis to absolutely send the ball out of bounds because Damian Lillard made the mistake of throwing it in. Well, well, not well, maybe not Damian Lillard because again, they were their teammates now. Or Steph Curry putting in a layup and then it was denied by Giannis. I would love to see that. I would love to see Bam Adebayo block a shot from Jason Tatum once again, just like we saw it happen a couple of times, especially in that conference finals in the, in the bubble. Like, come on. I want to see some defensive highlights too. I don't want to just see threes all day. Make it rain. Shoot the three. I'm here for it. But my goodness, can we play also the game of basketball and we can we, we can we block shots? Can we get steals? Can we do other things as well? Can we incorporate some competitiveness into the game? Can we do something? This is not going to drive people. Every, everybody after All Star Weekend was bitching and complaining because this is this is what the, this is what has you guys have offered us. We need more than that. We need more than that from the All Star Game because I look forward to it. A lot of people watch the NBA and they don't follow through the the All Star Game festivities. I watch the Celebrity Game. I watch the well, I didn't watch the HBCU Classic this year, but I watched it last year. Um, I watched the the Skills Challenge. I watched the Slam Dunk Contest. Which, oh my goodness, I will get to the slam dunk contest because somehow that is even fucking worse. Um, the three-point contest, which actually was pretty good. And also the new festivity that they presented this year with um, Sabrina Ionescu and then Steph Curry. They had a three-point challenge and it was fun. And no, that was actually fun to watch. I, I actually keep that for future all-star game for future all-star game uh festivities like they should do that next year like let's say Kaylin Clark is in the WNBA next year put her in fucking put her in the three-point contest with Steph Curry next year I want to see that shit again please I want that we can make it happen we can do that but they need to fix the all-star game I don't know if they gotta add. I don't know what they want to do to make this a little bit more interesting. To make the to make the players care a little bit more and show a little bit of competitiveness. Because I get it. For some of the players, you know, they don't want to take it too. They don't want to take it too hard or too seriously in the All Star game. They don't want to risk injuries. You know, they don't want to go out there and ball. This is like the one point of the season where they could just have fun. Because every game is a grind, is a hassle to you know to stay competitive, and you want to win every game. You know what I mean? That's the challenge. That's the whole purpose. You have to play 82 games of basketball just so you can have an opportunity to make it in the playoffs, to win a championship, to go to play four series. You know, like it, it, it's it's a long season. It's eight to nine months of just competitive basketball. And, you know, the All-Star weekend is just one weekend where they could finally like let loose and just fuck around and just shoot seven threes, you know, in the in one quarter. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. They don't want to put too much on there. But I feel like what they did with Team LeBron and Team Steph and, like, whoever won the quarter, they would donate a certain amount of money to, like, the charity. Like, why did why did they remove that? Why is it now back to West, and, you know, West versus East? And where the players can draft other players, like LeBron and KD, they were drafting their own players. 
And it was it was funny that we had some nice moments where Katie didn't pick James Harden to be his teammate. You know what I mean? Some petty shit. Like, why did we cancel that? Like, they need to they need to fix All Star Game festivities. There needs to be different things at for sure because. I mean, this is the product y'all putting out to the fans, you know. Again, we know that the money is uh, is is coming in hot, but like, you also don't want to just put your fans to put it, to to watch this kind of thing, you know. Two hundred and eleven points in an All Star game is insane. Like that's ridiculous. And I love offense. I love shooting the three, man. I am a shooter. <laughs> when I play basketball, I just like shooting the ball. You know, I I, I could give two fucks about defense sometimes when I'm playing basketball. But again, I'm not an NBA player. I'm not out there fucking hustling and grinding for every single game so I can have a chance of making the playoffs and then winning a championship. I'm just shooting the ball just for fun. But I want to show a little bit of competitiveness if I'm just playing against somebody. I got to play defense the way it is. Like, I'm not going to just let somebody just shoot the ball over me and that's it. I'm just going to raise my hand and that's it. Just kind of, oh, 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 oh. Like I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna try to get physical. I'm not gonna do anything to kind of stop him. Like, like come on now. Like, yeah, that's the All Star game for y'all. They need to they need to fix certain things. So hopefully next year it's a lot more entertaining. But it 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 it, it might be just the same old thing. Who knows? The dunk contest, however, I feel like it's officially a dead thing now. Let me go over the dunk contest now. The dunk contest, the four contestants were Jaime Jaquez Jr., Matt McClung, Jalen Brown, and it was Jacob uh, Toppin. So Matt McClung, by the way, won the slam dunk contest. So they won the slam dunk. He won the slam dunk contest back to back because last year he put on a show and he carried the whole event. And he pretty much did the same thing this year. But honestly, it wasn't really much of a carry because the event kind of stunk either way. Matt McClung did his thing. He was good. He had some creative dunks, and he deserved it. So, And he repeated as slam dunk champion. So no, this is really nothing for Matt McClung because he's actually out here doing crazy shit, and he won, and he deserved it. So fair enough to Matt McClung, right? Got the win. Jalen Brown, however was giving us these dunk packages that maybe a nine-year-old could be doing at a YMCA. Giving us some basic-ass dunk packages. Dunking over Kai Sinet, sitting down. How tall is Kai Sinet, you may ask? I didn't even spell his shit right. My bad, Kai. The artist who claimed to stand at 5'2 herself. No. No. What? Just give me the height. Why is it? Why is it just? Just give me that. Just give me the height. Okay, he is 5'2, five, 5'3. Five, Let's just assume that. 5'2, five, 5'3. Five, How tall is Jalen Brown? Definitely taller than that. We know that, right? He's like 6'6, six, 6'7, six, six, right? Let's see how tall he is. 6'6. Six, six. You're six six, Jalen Brown. You can't you can't dunk over a man who is five foot two in a all star in a slam dunk contest. You can't you 
you, 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 you. Six, 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 six. Kaisen at five, two. Kaisen at five, two. This man right here. Look at, look, 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 look at this man. Not to like height shame or anything, you know what I mean? But not the tallest guy in the room. Not the tallest guy in the building. However, we got Jalen Brown. Who can't even dunk over him standing up. He was sitting down on the chair. On his phone. Recording you dunk over, dunking over him. I wouldn't hope I would never see Jalen Brown in a dunk contest ever again. That shit was ass. And then also like the little, like the little, like, oh, he didn't, as soon as after he dunked the ball and he like tried to like cover his eyes and see like the, the no look. That was dog shit. That was dog shit. <sighs> so that, those are my uh, thoughts on the dunk contest. At this point. They should just extinct like the dinosaurs. At this point, why do we even need to have this? We're not going to get the guys that we want in the dunk contest. LeBron James? <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, no. Never. Never. John Morant? Zion? No. We're, we're not getting those motherfuckers. We're not getting them. We're not getting them in the dunk contest. We're just going to get a bunch of G-leaguers. And a bunch of like you know rookies and and that and that's about it. And then also like I feel like it also has a purpose, but it's it's also kind of hard to make this dunk contest like they have to add certain things to the dunk contest to make it a little bit more interesting, because also the dunk contest it's a very one dimensional kind of competition because at some point. Doing this contest for 10 more years, it's going to feel like the biggest waste of time. Because at some point, we're going to see every single dunk there is on planet Earth. And we're just going to be watching the same guy dunking over Shaquille O'Neal. Because at that point, that's just, if you dunk over Shaq, you win the you win the dunk contest. And that's a guaranteed at that point. You dunk over someone who's seven feet tall, boom, you're, you automatically win it. Like, at this point, like, what is the challenge here? At this point, they should give them challenges. They should like give them like some obstacles. Maybe they should force themselves to like, hey, for your first dunk, get a trampoline, and then if you and if your whole body jumps over the entire hoop and you dunk it, you know, with your eyes closed or whatever, like some fucking Harlem Globetrotter shit. You get your 10, and then boom, that's the first dunk, and then we'll escalate it even more, and it gets more difficult. Like, I feel like maybe with the dunk contest, like, I like that the, that the players have the creativity to do whatever dunk they want to do, but at some point, we're going to get tired of seeing the same windmill 360 or, like, the, the, ball, the ball behind the leg. We're going to get tired of seeing the same goddamn dunks. So if you could encourage them to do something different, or if they could do like their own dunk and then incorporate other things, that would be fine. But no, no, they want to give us this dog shit. They want to give us this thing. They want to give us that. 
man. Oh god. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Um, they need to. They need to fix it. They really do. I. I'm hoping next year it's better. I'm still, look, guys. I, I like. I love basketball. I love competition. I love All Star Weekend. But man, it's hard. It's hard to follow along when this is. When the dunk contest is just at its worst as it's been, people aren't playing defense anymore in the All Star games. You know, like not showing much competition there. You know what I mean? Like these are the best players in the world. You want to see them? You, bro, I would love to see fucking Kyrie guarding Steph Curry. Come on now, like I mean, you know, maybe you. I mean, you you probably will guess that Steph Curry is probably gonna you know step back, shoot three, and then you know, egg bank. You know, he banks it in. We could maybe already tell what's gonna happen after that, but like I want to see something different too. Man, I would love, bro. I would love to see fucking Jokic getting blocked by Adebayo or some shit. Like I want to see some crazy. I want to see some effort, man. I want to see a little bit more effort on the defensive end. At this point, I want to see some kind of effort there because we're not getting any of it. We can shoot the ball, this and that, and that's nice. We can keep doing that, but man, like to not have two hundred and eleven points scored like that. The Western Conference should have at least played a little bit better defense. And you know what? I could say the same thing for the Eastern Conference as well. So, yeah, please. Um, they need to make things uh, – they need to change things up a bit. All right. Um, now that was that. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go ramble across uh, other sports. So baseball, we are in spring training at the moment. So let me just go over some – Spring training games that happened today. So we got the Red Sox being the Rays, 3-2. The Yankees losing to the Orioles. Nice. Um, the Twins being the the, the 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 Phillies, excuse me, being the Twins, uh, 3-2. We got the Braves being the Blue Jays. We got the Marlins beating the Mets, 4-1. Let's go. We got the Dodgers being the Cubs. Have the Dodgers lost a game yet in spring training? Nope. They have oh nope oh actually yep yeah they have they lost to the Rangers and they lost the Reds okay okay I was about to say I was about to say because they they've looked really good so far in spring training um, the Angels they won today four to one Dodgers eleven three they won A's beat the Mariners twelve eight yeah again I haven't watched these games so I'm just looking at the scores right now as myself just 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 wondering there's more spring training games on tomorrow again. I believe opening day is when? Um, I believe it's, uh, oh, okay, it's Thursday, March 28th. So 28, uh, March 28th is opening day. So we still have about a little less than four weeks to open up um, opening day. So I'm super excited for opening day uh, for baseball season to come back um, since obviously football season is uh, is dead. Um, XFL or not the XFL, UFL. It starts off, when does it kick off again? March 30th, I believe. March 30th, I believe it starts. Um, so, yeah, we're on a countdown there for the egg for, uh, for UFL football. So, yeah, that's that. Oh, the scouting combine, um, that's going on right now. Um, the fuck? The scouting combine is going on right now. I still have to see, like, you know what? I think I'll talk about it on the next episode because, like, I I haven't watched like much of it. The only thing that I've watched today was that um, Xavier Worthy 
He just broke the uh, 40-yard dash record. He hit a 421 in his second run, in his second attempt at the 40-yard dash. What the fuck? 4.21 is insane. So Xavier Worthy, that guy. Sets NFL combine record with 4.21 40-yard dash. So as you can see there, yes. That's all I know. That's pretty much all I know. That's all I know. Oh, also, fun fact. On this day, March 2nd, 1962, Will Chamberlain put up 100 points in a basketball game. Yes, you heard that right. If you've been living under a rock and you never had any idea that Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a basketball game, yes, he did. Apparently. Apparently. Um, yeah, again... This is history in the NBA. Everybody has their opinions and beliefs, whether Will actually scored 100 points in the game or not, because, again, we don't have video proof of him actually scoring every single 100 points. But Will Chamberlain was that guy, and he was dominating for sure. Apparently, he scored 23 points in the first quarter, 18 in the second quarter, 28 in the third quarter, and 31 points in the fourth quarter. This man shot 12 for 21 in the third. Oh, my goodness. 7 for 10. 36 for 63 in a game is insane. <laughs> wow. That is like a two, three game span for superstar players in one game. Ridiculous. Um. So, yeah. Um. Again, whether you believe this man actually scored 100 points or not, congratulations on Will Chamberlain. Because today is the anniversary of it happening. Um, so, yeah. Will Chamberlain. He was... Uh, he scored 100 points. You you choose to believe that. You choose to believe that. So, just, just pointing it out there. MLS has officially kicked off as well. Not now. Why are these so many random things popping out of my computer? Anyways. It is match day number two. Week two of the MLS season. So, let's recap week one. Um, Inter-Miami kicked the season off 2-0 win against Rasa Lake. We had Columbus, LAFC, Charlotte. Uh, well, we had a draw from Philly and Chicago, a draw in Orlando, Montreal. We had DC United, Minnesota, uh, uh, Dallas. We had Portland. All win their games. And then every you can see the scores. Nashville, Red Bulls tied. Cincinnati, Toronto tied. The LA Galaxy um, Inter Miami, the second game. Um, Inter Miami played this season. Messi scored a late, uh, ninety-plus minute goal late in the game to tie the game. Um, so that was that. And then speaking of Messi, speaking of Inter Miami, they played their third game of the season, and they scored one, two, three, four, five goals today. And I watched a couple of them, and Messi hit two. I thought he was gonna get three goals today. He did not, but he got two. Uh, Suarez got two goals. He scored two goals in the first 11 minutes of the game. And then Robert Taylor scored, I believe, his second or third goal. Bless you. Um, He scored his second or third goal of the season. And then Messi again. I believe that's his third or fourth goal of the season already. Too easy. Too easy. Too easy. Um, So, yeah. Um, they're, what, 2-0-1? Two, two, so they have two wins and one draw. So they haven't lost yet. Um. Knock on wood or knock on metal. 
knock on glass. Anyways, Minnesota, Columbus, 1-1. Um, Rossa Lake beat LAFC, 3-0. And then we got we got a bunch of games going on now. We got a, but we got we got 8:30 games, 9:30, 10:30 games tomorrow at 2 p.m. Why did I even? Put, oh wait, because these are some games for this week. Um, my bad. So yeah, the standings. I mean, what is there to look at the standings right now? Inter Miami's number one in the East. Wow. It's it's literally just one. It's just been two weeks. So I would hope to see this for a good majority of the season. I would love to see this in what. Uh, October, that's when the regular season is over, right? And then the playoffs start in November for the MLS, and then the world, the then the 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 cup final is December, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I would love to see Miami be number one in the East, not number fourteen. You know, I would love to see that, but we'll see. Man, we got a whole season of Messi playing in Miami this year. This is this is gonna be pretty weird. This is gonna be pretty weird. Um, but yeah. That's that in MLS. Uh, also, Formula One started today, the first race. I don't know why it was on a Saturday morning, but here we are. And yet, you guessed it, the same guy who won it uh, last year won it today. Max Verstappen won it. He got 26 points, the first 26 points of the season. Got the first win of the season, the first race of the year. With Sergio Perez getting second place, putting up 18 points on his leaderboard. And then Carlos Sainz got bronze, um, got on the podium, adding up 15 points as well. Um, I thought Lewis Hamilton was in Ferrari for this season, but it turns out it was actually going to be for next season. So this is Hamilton's last year as a Ferrari member, as in obviously next year he will be joining Team Ferrari um, or Team Mercedes, my bad. He was he's Team Mercedes now. He will be joining Ferrari next season. Um, and then next week, I believe, is the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. It's on Saturday again. What is going on? Why are these games on a Saturday? Why are they not on Sunday mornings? Did they change that? Oh, never mind. Okay, Australian Grand Prix is at midnight on Sunday. Got it. And then Japan, 1 in the morning. Got it. Um, China, pretty late as well. 3 in the morning. Mmm. Fun. The Miami Grand Prix, May 5th. Oh, it's going to be the day before your birthday. Wait, your birthday's on a Monday? Ew, bro. Ew, that's gross. Dude, my birthday's on a Monday this year, too. (laughs) Both of our birthdays, me and my brother's birthday's on a Monday this year. I turned 21 and he turns 8. Bro. Monday? What did you do me? I turned 21 on a Monday? On a Monday. People say Monday is a master day. That's what it's an end. Is a master day? Why? What do you mean master day? Um. What do you mean? What do you mean by master day? I don't know what you mean by that. It's a good day. You can make it a good day. I feel like waking up Monday morning will will make you want to go back to sleep. But if you make it a good day, you know what I mean. You have a positive mindset. Yes, Mondays. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get you going, but. But obviously not everyone's waking up Monday morning feeling like, oh, today's going to be a marvelous day. You're going to feel like, well, ah, shit, here we go again. (laughs) School, work, oh, oh, great. The weekend felt like five seconds, but here we are again. So, yeah, but anyways, I got off topic. Um, So, yeah, Max Verstappen got the first win of the season. 
um, at uh, for Formula One. UFC also was today. Today was fight night, actually. Um, so the the two, UFC two uh, two ninety nine will be next week. So it's going to be Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera for the main event at Badham Weight, and then we got Dustin Poirier and Benoit Saint Denis for the light weight co main event. We got Kevin Holland. We got a couple other uh, undercard events here for UFC two twenty nine. Uh, not 229, 299 next week, um, March uh, 9th. So that is that. Um, as we can see, the main event today, the games were, the, the fights were a little bit earlier today. Um, it was Rosin, what, Rosenstruck defeating Gazavi. Again, sorry guys, just, just yeah. Um, he won with a uh, knockout in the fourth round. Um, so congratulations to him. Um, so yeah, Sean O'Malley, Mar Mar Marlon Vera next next Saturday. Pretty excited to watch that fight. And then UFC 300. When is that again? April 13th. Um, and it's gonna be Alex Pereira versus Lamar Hill or uh Jamal Jamal Hill. That's the that's the main event. Um of the uh of ufc 300 which i didn't expect that was going to be the main event but hey i mean alex Pereira is a dog he's an absolute beast so i don't know much about this this hell dude though so we'll see what happens uh charles Oliveira, i'm excited to watch that fight the the gay th i still don't know how to pronounce this dude's name gay gay j gay j i'm gonna say gay j nickname him versus holloway i'm gonna watch that fight as well and then these um uh, and then Zhang versus Yonang um, for the women's strawweight uh, title. I'm, I probably might watch that one as well. Who knows? So, yeah, two uh, UFC 299 next week. And that's that. Um, oh, yeah, today is the women's uh, – not women's World Cup. Today's the first quarterfinal matchups for the women's Copa America. Uh, is it Copa America? Right? Women's Copa America? I believe so. Okay. Um, anyways, 2024, where's the 2024 Copa America? Wait, wait, where, where, where is it? 2020. Um, am I, where's the 2020? There we go. Wait, this is, no, this is, uh, this is from 2022. This is the one in Colombia. Where is the Women's World Cup for 2022? Uh, for 2024, excuse me. What? 2024? The fuck? Well, this is the men's Copa Many. All right. I don't know what. Okay. I'm just going to go on my phone and just make sure that I'm typing in the right thing because I don't know apparently why they're not. They're, they just don't understand what I'm trying to get at. But anyways. Um. Top soccer. Is it Copa America? What tournament is it? It's G Gold Cup. I'm so dumb, bro. It's Gold Cup. It's the Gold Cup tournament. Jesus Christ. Oh. Gold Cup. That's. I'm sorry. I got it confused. The Women's Gold Cup 2024. There we go. There we go. Okay, so here. here okay, fuck the phone. I don't, I don't need to look at it. I don't need you anymore. Here we are. So um, the group stage already passed. So this was the first week of the group stage, first, second games, third game. So the final standings ended up being Group A with Mexico, 
winning the group with two wins, one draw, then the U.S. with two wins and then one loss. Obviously, USA losing to Mexico kind of hurt. Argentina won one and one. And then Dominican Republic, they got eliminated. They got they got three losses there. Brazil winning the Group B with three wins. Obviously, no losses, no draws. Colombia losing to Brazil, but they got two wins, so they qualified for the quarterfinals. Puerto Rico got third place, um, or third place in the in the group, but they're obviously eliminated. Um, one win, two uh, two losses, and the Panama they got three losses there. And then in Group C, Canada won Group C, three wins. Zero losses, three uh, three uh, three wins, no losses, no draws. Paraguay got two wins, one loss. Costa Rica got a win and two losses, and then El Salvador got three losses themselves. Quarterfinals, here we go. Right now is Canada versus Costa Rica. Oh wait, I might have to put that game in a little bit, or actually, I'm gonna have to put it on my computer when I'm done recording because I'm gonna be putting that Lakers game on. Um, but tonight we also got Brazil Argentina. I'm gonna have to go with Argentina for this one, um, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my picks. Argentina. Yes, I I don't uh, I do not like Brazil. Um, not not nothing no 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 hatred against it's just the the soccer team. You know what I mean? Um, I'm Colombian. I also really don't like Argentina, really. But if I had to pick, I would pick I would I'd rather pick Argentina. Okay, um, it's okay because I don't think either of them are going to win it anyways. It's probably going to be the U.S. or Colombia, which that game tomorrow is going to be interesting. I'm going to go with Colombia though. I'm I'm going for um. Did, oh, did, sh- shut up. Uh, okay, so Canada. I'm going for Canada to win this one. Argentina winning tonight, and then Mexico winning tomorrow against Paraguay, and then Colombia beating the U.S. tomorrow. So. Um, however, the matchups are for the semifinals. Whoever wins, the semifinals are going to be on Wednesday, and then the final will be next Sunday, March 10th. So, yeah, hope to see Colombia there, but it's going to be tough beating the U.S. I mean, I know the U.S. sucked in the in the World Cup last year. They're still a good team. I'm sorry, I don't I don't want to doubt the U.S. I mean, they they how how good have they looked? They beat Dominican Republic 5-0. That was an easy win. They beat Argentina 4-0. Easy win there. But then they lost to Mexico 2-0. I didn't watch that game. I don't know what happened there. But, man, they, they lost it there. They lost it there. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're, they they got to fix things around there. They got to fix things around there. Um, yeah, the World Cup, disgusting. They Yeah, pitiful-ass World Cup performance they, they, they did last year. But it's okay. It's okay. They can bounce back as well. So that's currently the CONCACAF World Cup for the women's department. The Copa America is going to be summer, summertime. I got confused, guys. Um, what else is going on right now? I did UFC, Formula One, um, all kinds of shit. What, what else is going on right now? Uh, oh, college basketball. College basketball. Let me show you all the rankings at the moment for top 25 rankings. Two more weeks till Selection Sunday, and then we can make our brackets. Um, for March Madness. Oh man, I am so fucking excited for March Madness. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to make my fucking brackets and everything. So, yeah. So these are the eight, the top twenty-five rankings. Um, we got Houston right now, number one. Twenty-five. Houston. This is college basketball. Uh, Houston twenty-five and three. Purdue twenty-five and three. UConn twenty-five and three. So they're all same record, but 
Looks like Houston will will take the will take the number one spot at the moment. Tennessee twenty two and six. Marquette at five. Arizona at six. Kansas at seven. Iowa State at eight. Iowa State's kind of random. I didn't know. Damn, they're seventeen at they're seventeen and zero at home. Shit. But then they're five and four on the road. Whoa, that's that's a little. Hmm. Okay. Um, UNC twenty three and six. They're at number nine. Duke at ten. Auburn at eleven. Creighton at number 12. They're pretty high here. Uh, Illinois at 13. Alabama at 14. Baylor at 15. Kentucky at 16. St. Mary's at 17. Higher than St. Mary's on a 16-game winning streak. Damn. Damn. Um, South Carolina at 18. Washington State at 19. San Diego State at 20. Dayton at 21. Dayton, wow. Um, Utah State at 22. Gonzaga at 23. Florida at 24. Okay. And then South Florida at 25. And then the Miami Hurricanes, not even going to make the tournament. Damn it. Where are the Miami Hurricanes? Here they are. They're 6-12 and 12 in the conference. Oh, my goodness. We suck balls. We're 11. Wait, wait what's our record again? Um, we're 15-14. and 14. So 15 wins, 14 losses. We have two more games. We have a game against Boston College on Wednesday, and we have a game against Florida State on uh, Saturday, next Saturday. Off to the NIT tournament. Off to the NIT tournament. We're not, I, man, this sucks. Last year they made it to the Final Four, and they're not even going to make it to the tournament this year. Damn, dude. That sucks, dude. What the hell? I miss Isaiah Wong, dude. Poplar. What happened to Poplar? He's, has he been solid? I don't know. Wong was that guy, man. What, what happened to Nigel Peck? What happened to Nigel Peck? He still plays for them, right? Nigel Peck. Yes. What's, is he hurt or something? What, let me check. Let me check Nigel Peck real quick. What happened? He was a star last year in the tournament. He's averaging 13 points, 2.6 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 42, 40, 40% from the field. Uh, well, I mean, he's just been, eh. It's about, it's about it. Eh. What? Sh oh my go Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Just eh. That's 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 about it. Um. Go um. Go um. Even though they're not going to be in the tournament. But okay. But if I do right now, let me give you my let me give you my uh my teams right now that I'm really liking right now. For these are my top three teams right now in college basketball. Just, just, just from the teams that I've looked at. Obviously, I'm not gonna go with the three teams with the best record. Just for the easy cop out answer, I'm gonna go with. I'm liking North Carolina a lot, and they're number nine right now. I like North Carolina. They got the experience, so they got something. Um, Gonzaga. I don't know. I think Gonzaga are gonna disappoint in the in the in the tournament. Kansas. They usually make it far, but I don't know. I kind of like Tennessee a little bit. They have a good defense. I like I like Tennessee. Houston, for the most part, they're dominant. And then UConn. I mean, UConn has to stay in the top three because, well, they're the defending champions, and they barely have any flaws in their game. Like, realistically, like, I don't know how much they average or how many points they score on average, but they, they, they blow out teams pretty much consistently. I think the Big East is also not that – crazy competitive of a division like the big east is like 
all they really got for competition is like Marquette and Creighton. And then Satan Hall is like on the verge of making the tournament. Villanova is solid. You know, Villanova is not that bad. But then you got fucking DePaul, who is three and 26. Oh, God, they stink. Georgetown, nine and 19. Butler, Xavier, St. John's, they're just they're oh, they're just mid teams. So UConn, like in the division, they they just really have Marquette and Creighton. But I think Creighton didn't Creighton beat UConn like a week ago or something? I believe so, right? Yeah. On Tuesday, they actually beat them. On Tuesday, uh the February 20th, they beat them by damn near 20 points. Damn, they they blew them out. Damn shit. All right, well, not not that was not the best game for them, but anyways. That was that. So these were some of the games for today. Baylor upset Kansas today, 82 to uh, 74. I was watching this uh, Arkansas-Kentucky game, high-scoring game. Kentucky won. Um, Creighton beat Marquette. Wow, 89-75. Creighton, wow, Marquette, they're going to dip down a bit. UNC won 79-20 or 79-20, imagine. 79-70. Uh, Arizona beats Oregon by 20 points. Duke defeats um, Virginia with light, easy work. Um, Houston's playing right now against Oklahoma, Tennessee, Alabama. Oh, I might, I might check that game out a little bit. Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Um, that's going to be at 10 p.m. tonight. Um, the Sun Belt Tournament, the Atlantic Sun Tournament's already starting. So, yeah. Next week is going to be the last regular season week, and then it's conference uh, tournament week. So obviously all the conferences will have their tournaments for, you know, the best team in each conference. And then of course, election Sunday, we make our brackets, we get to the first four, then we get to the first round of March Madness. And then in April, we will crown a new, or maybe a new, or who knows, maybe UConn could, you know, repeat and defend their championship, but we'll see. Um, And we'll crown a new champion in April for college basketball. Now let's talk about women's basketball because I haven't watched much women's basketball, but I'm not going to lie. For the tournament, I will be tapping in. I will be tapping in for the tournament. Why? Because we got these three teams that I'm really looking at right now. Let me look at the rankings in the women's department. So South Carolina, 28-0. 28-0. This fucking team does not lose. That is not what they do. Uh, Ohio State at twenty, uh, that at number two, twenty-five and three. Texas, we got Stanford, we got Virginia Tech, we got Iowa, twenty-five and four, with the fucking Steph Curry, the female Steph Curry, and Caitlin Clark, who is balling the fuck out. Um, and she will play her last regular season game there at Iowa because she officially has declared for the WNBA draft. The female Steph Curry, yes. The female Steph Curry. I am not joking. A baller she is. She's going to be playing tomorrow against Ohio State. That's going to be a tough game. Shit, I might watch that one to see her last game of the regular season. And then hopefully she makes it far in the tournament. Because she fell short, I believe, in the Final Four last year. Losing to, I believe, LSU. So, yeah. Um, USC, this Juju Watkins girl is balling out, too. She's She's like a freshman. She's like a freshman. And she's cooking. She's fucking, she's fucking doing her thing, man. So USC, the the the, the women's team has been balling. The men's team, yeah, not 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 so much. Um, yeah, 
Then we got UCLA, LSU still there, UConn, um, Oregon State, NC State, Colorado, Indiana, Kansas State, Gonzaga, Notre Dame, Utah, Syracuse, Oklahoma, um, Baylor, Louisville, Creighton, West Virginia, um, and then UNLV at number 25. So these are the top 25 rankings for the women's uh, basketball, for the women's uh, division, of the women's conference. So right now there's a couple games to today right now. So I'll probably watch that LSU game tomorrow, but definitely watching that Iowa-Ohio State game. And then uh, same thing in the men's, the, the conference tournaments. Then we get Selection Sunday, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, music. I'm still catching up on albums, so I won't give any album reviews at the moment. So I think I'm going to save that for the next episode. Um, but that is that. Wait, let me just stop screen sharing. So, yeah, that is that for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, yeah, it has been almost a month since uh last recorded an episode. But here I am, you know, recapping all sports that has started um again thank you guys for watching if you guys enjoyed this uh episode please make sure to check out my youtube channel with the versatility podcast all my episodes from this year wait gabe Gabe, wait gabe wait um make sure to check out all the previous episodes on on the versatility podcast on the channel i also have other content there as well to check out i do have to upload some album reactions as well so that's why i haven't this is not, this was all sports, all, all sports. Um, there's probably other things that I'm missing out, but I didn't have a script for this one. I wasn't looking on my phone and I was just kind of just scrambling around this episode, but for the next episode, I'll have the script and go back to usual. And then I'm also working on to having special guests on the episode at some point. I already did break the promise that I was going to have a special guest for every month of the year, but we could still have special guests because we got 10 months of, of, of the year left. So. We could still make it happen for sure. Um, and yeah, that's that. Um, so thank you guys for watching. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.